Let's get some coffee. This is the Overland Voice. Okay, people, let's talk about being a self-starter. Wow. How, how do we get ourselves up and moving and going and busy about the work of the ministry and busy about the plans of the Lord? How do we become self-starters? Um, I kind of, in my role as AMT administrator, I, I, I have to be a self-starter. I don't have anyone really that is monitoring closely <laughs> my daily activities. And most of us in this organization do not. We don't, a lot of us don't have somebody standing over our shoulders looking and making sure that we're doing the things that we signed up to do. So you've got to have self-motivation. You've got to have enough tenacity in yourself to get up and get the work done, right? So let's talk about that. Let's let's start with Genesis chapter 12. Let's start there. Let's I mean, cuz there are a lot of people in the Bible who were self-starters. David comes to mind. We're going to talk about uh Abraham to start. Cuz Abraham, you know, he just had to get up and do a whole bunch of things. So let's start Genesis chapter 12. Verse one, right out of the gate. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Amazing. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. So the first thing I would say that you need to do to be a self-starter is to have a word from the Lord. Clearly, Abraham did not have a Bible in Genesis. Um, He was hearing the voice of the Lord directly because he had an intimate relationship with God, which is great. And God will still speak to you like that today. Um, But also... There is a whole Bible full of words and directions for you already. How nice. Um, And it is. It is great to be able to clearly hear the voice of the God, but the voice of the God, the voice of God. Um, But it's not always like that. God's not shouting from heaven every, every direction that he needs you to go. But how awesome that we have the word of God. And and dive into it. Like get in the word of God and stay there and dwell there and live there. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Awesome. Love it. So God tells Abraham, um, to go. And what does Abraham do? He gets up and goes. 
and tells him and God tells him, listen, here's the plan that I have for you. I'm going to bless you for doing that thing. That's all that God tells him about in Genesis 12 verses two and three. If you do this, here's how I'm going to honor you. And then the beginning of verse four. So Abraham went. Amen. Um, and if you know the life of Abraham, I mean, you may not know it in, in great detail, but even if you know Abraham's life generally, you know that God did exactly what he said he was going to do from the beginning. He made Abraham a great nation. He he multiplied him. His descendants, he made like the sands of the sea and the stars in the sky. Here we are. So what is your word from the Lord? And some of us have very specific things that the Lord has spoken directly to our spirits, just like Abraham. Um, it was like that for me when, when the Lord told me to go to Bible school. I woke up to get ready for church. I had to sing at our eight o'clock service. And I was standing in the bathroom brushing my teeth. And the Lord said, you need to pack your bags and get ready to move to Florida. And after I cried and spit toothpaste all over my mirror, I, I went to church and uh, I came home and I started packing to get ready to move to Florida with no money and no connections and not really knowing the Bible school that I was going to be a part of. Um, but I trusted the Lord. Um, I knew the voice of the Lord because I had spent time with the Lord and because I had spent time studying his word. And so I knew that when he told me something that even, even though it seemed wild and crazy to me at the time, I knew who he was. And so I knew that I could trust him. And, and that was the start of a lot of just crazy, crazy times in my life. I'm just learning to hear the voice of God and to follow those things. Um, I remember getting on the plane four o'clock in the morning, leaving out of Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky to fly to Tampa. And I went to look out the window and the Lord stopped me and he said, don't look back. And I froze and I just kind of slow motion turned facing the seat in front of me. And the Lord told me then, I'm going to teach you how to live by faith now. Awesome. Great. Um, but obeying in those moments when when it didn't make sense, when, you know, I had $300 in my bank account and nowhere to go and only a word from the Lord. But obeying in those moments is 100% why my life is where it is today. Um, if I hadn't acted unpack your things and move to Florida to go to Bible school, there is no telling what my life would be. No telling at all. It probably wouldn't be good if I'm honest. Okay. So what do you do when you don't have one of those booming voice of the Lord moments? Um, because it's not always like that. Like I said, it's not always a, I don't wake up every morning now, I'm brushing my teeth and the Lord's like, go to the office and interview this person. Like, no, it's, it's not necessary. Um, but what you do when you don't have that, that loud voice in your spirit 
is that you get to your tasks from the word of God. We are the disciples of Jesus now. So what are the commands that Jesus has given us that we can act on? Very, very good. Matthew chapter 28, a passage that hopefully most of us know and have heard plenty of times. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the foundation of everything that we do as missionaries and ministers of the gospel. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. So what? You don't have booming voice from the Lord. What is your job? This right here. One, go. I could I could stop. Just get get up and go. Two, make disciples of all nations. Three, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And four, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And then he promises if we do that, that he'll be with us. Amen. And with just that word, with just that passage of scripture, you could be busy for the rest of your life. With just that word. Okay. So first, first, your first task in being a self-starter is to get a word from the Lord. Number two, pray in the spirit. If you are expecting the creator of heaven and earth to intervene in your life supernaturally, then you're going to have to learn how to tap into the spirit supernaturally. And I know people probably have all sorts of ideas and thoughts, but let's just, let's just read. Let's go to Jude chapter one, because why not? Why? I don't need to convince you with my ideas. Let's just look at the word of God. So Jude, it's only one chapter. Let's start at verse 17. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save, save others by, the snatch, by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Let's just finish that chapter out. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Love it. But you build yourselves up. How? By praying in the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen, let me just first say, let me get it out of the way. If you haven't settled the issue 
of tongues within yourself. You just need to get in the word of God. You need to get with your pastoral care, get with your department lead, whoever, and just get it settled. You cannot afford to be out in the remote areas of the world with people who have been flowing in the demonic supernaturally for generations and you're still getting tripped up about the gifts and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. You need to be flowing in the fullness of the power of God. If you need to learn more about those things, listen, Lester Summerall has an amazing book, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit. Get you a copy, download it, read it. Okay, so pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit every day. Set a timer for yourself. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Start somewhere. But just pray in the Spirit every day and see if things don't start to change in your spiritual life. It might be uncomfortable for you at first. Just praying in the spirit in general already messes with all of your natural senses. It's great because it's not about your natural senses. Um, But do it. Commit and make yourself do that. Any practice um, takes a little bit of time to get off the ground. If I go to the gym, I feel silly every time. Why? Because I am out of shape. And that is apparent to anybody else who's around working out. At least, you know... They can look at me and tell, you know what? You probably don't come here all the time or at least haven't until now. But if I want to get in shape, I'm going to have to go. Right? Okay, yes. We we all understand that. Build your spiritual muscles up. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Okay, Erica, what does that have to do with being a self-starter? So we talked about um, getting plans for our life from the Word of God. There are plans that the Lord will speak directly to your spirit. That whole story about me going to Bible school. I didn't open up the book of Mark and it said, thus saith the Lord, Erica, pack thy things and move to the state that I will show thee. No. The Holy Spirit spoke it loudly into my spirit. And because I've spent time with him in his presence, learning who he is, learning the word of God, praying the mysteries of God in the Holy Spirit. And then listening to him, I, I know when he speaks to me. Sometimes people can't get started because they don't they don't know what they're supposed to do. Um, the Holy Spirit will show you specifics. And that's exactly what he does. The Holy Spirit gave me specifics for my life. So I never had to guess. Because I know who he is. I know his voice. And so he when he tells me, go here or go there or go talk to this person or don't do this or give this person this money, or give this person this thing, it is not a question for me. It is, yes, sir, and I go on about it. Okay, being a self-starter. One, have a word from the Lord. Number two, pray in the Spirit. All right, so what are some practical things that you can do? Um, Because there are very practical things that you can do in your life to be a self-starter. It is not all... You know, living in the heavenlies all the time, which we're great. Um, But we still get these things from the word of God. Let's look at the book of Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you would like to say it. But I'm from Kentucky, so it's Habakkuk. 
Um, Habakkuk chapter two, you have a prophet here who is, you know, in complaint mode about needing to hear the Lord's plans for his people who are not serving the Lord. Um, either way, Habakkuk needs a plan. He's needing direction. He's needing to know what, where to go and what to do. What does the Lord tell him? Habakkuk chapter two, verses two and three. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. So he may run who reads it for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. All right. So what does the Lord tell Habakkuk to do? Like you need a plan. All right. Write the vision down and make it plain. Why? So when you read it, you can run with it. Imagine that even in the Old Testament, the Lord would tell us practical things to do with the things that he's given us. Um, So number three in being a self-starter. Write your plans down. Write them down. Get a notebook. I know some, I know it is. And it's a very ladylike thing. We like to go find pretty journals and notebooks. I have more journals than I could tell you about, but my father also journaled. And so I got it from him. So writing your plans down is not a specifically feminine thing. Get a notebook. And write your, write your plans down. Get a calendar. Some type of scheduler, set reminders in your phone, whatever. Write your plans out, write your schedule, make yourself a weekly schedule. Like you literally just sit Monday. This is what I need to do. I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend time in the word. I'm going to pray in the spirit. And yes, I'm going to keep saying it. Um, And then I have to go meet with this person. I have to go to this headman's house. I have to meet with this chief. I have to meet with this chaplain. Write your plans down. It's fine. We understand that. We are people who flow and we move and plans change. Understand that God may move your schedule around. And that is his prerogative to do. But if you want to become a person who is self-sufficient and doesn't need somebody hovering over you all the time to make sure that you're getting your things done... You have to have some systems in place to get yourself to that. Make yourself a schedule. Write your plans down. Write the vision that God has given you down for your ministry. Write the vision of Overland down. Do you know what the vision of Overland is? Let me read it to you real quick. Just so you can have that at the forefront of your plans and your your things that you're making. Overland Missions exists to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the most remote people in the most forgotten places on earth. We are pioneers. We fly, drive, boat, or walk to the furthest corners. We are evangelists. We minister by personally sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and administering the power of the Holy Spirit through miracles, signs, and wonders. We are pastors and teachers. We disciple by instilling the power of the new creation life until the gospel has reached its full effect and a culture has been transformed. We are apostolic. We develop teams and indigenous leaders and create a sustainable viral move of God. (laughs) How cool to be a part of that, right? Write your vision down. That was the vision that God gave Phil for this ministry. 
And that is what we are doing. And everybody who comes in falls in line with that vision. What is the vision that God has given you? Write it down because the Lord's going to bring people into your life to get that vision fulfilled and they need to be able to run with it. Write it down so they can see it. Write it down so in the days that you feel like maybe this wasn't a good day and I didn't get to do this and this didn't work out the way I wanted, you can read that vision and still run with it. Practically for me, and I'll talk about it all the time, I have sticky notes everywhere. Why? Because I'm not naturally administrative, but I do not have that as an excuse because that is where the Lord has me. So what do I have to do to remember the 28 things that I need to do in a day? I put them on sticky notes so that I can cross them off and throw them in the trash. Why? Because in the natural, that is satisfying for me and it helps me get through mundane things. But I have to write things down because otherwise when it gets to the end of the day and I should have had 12 things done, I'm going to be on number three in a task that didn't need to be done until Thursday. Write it down. Write your vision down. All right. Number four. How to be a self-starter. Where, where, where are we at? What do we got? Have a word from the Lord. Pray in the spirit. Um, write your plans down. Number four now, keep yourself around people who are doing the things that you want to do in ministry and in life. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. So one friend sharpens the countenance of another. You might have to go and be around people who are busy. And I know it's not always easy because busy people like to be busy and don't, you know, always want to sit and fool with you if you don't have a vision or if you don't have goals set in place. Um, but go get around people who are doing more than you are. You know, take some time. If you can't go spend time at a base that's doing better than your base is. Go spend time around people in ministry who are doing more things than you are and see what they're doing and talk to them and ask them why what they're doing is working. Why not? Why reinvent the wheel over and over again? And obviously the Lord will give you specific plans for your life, but how easy it is, is it to have a conversation with somebody who's already doing what you're doing and see what they're doing and follow suit That is a very easy thing that you can do. Go take a trip. All right, number five. Let's let's bring the plane in for a landing. Um, And number five is probably just, just the easiest thing to remember. Just use the resources that are available to you. I mean, it is 2021. Anything that you need is so easily accessible. It really is. If you don't know how to do something, ask somebody. YouTube it. Ask your department head. Ask your pastoral care. Listen to a podcast. Pull up a YouTube video and figure out how to do it. My sister's boyfriend is the funniest man in the world because he can fix anything. I mean, literally this man will fix anything. And I asked him one day and I was like, how do you know how to do all this stuff? He was like, you can find anything on YouTube. 
And I just looked at him and I was like, huh? And this is just him fixing and doing stuff in the natural. But he'll sit and figure it out on a YouTube video and go and execute. Don't sit around and think that you're going to magically get inspired and know how to do things. If you're not putting the effort into it, use the resources that are available to you. If somebody's fixing something on their car and you don't know how to do that, ask them if you can be there with them and watch them how, watch them do it. If you don't know how to put a sermon together, go ask somebody who preaches the gospel all the time. If you're not confident in laying hands on the sick, go find somebody who is getting people healed left and right and ask them what they're doing. Use the resources that are available to you. And get moving. We're just we're just not the type of organization. We are not micromanagers. Phil is not going to come find you in the middle of the bush to make sure that you're doing your job. When you got hired at the end of AMT, we trusted that you'd have enough motivation in yourself to complete the task. We trust you that when you open up Matthew chapter 28 and see what Jesus has commanded, that it will fuel you, fuel you until he comes back. That's a hard word to say for a Kentucky girl. Fuel? Oh, Lord. Anyway. All right. I'm, I'm done. How to be a self-starter. Have a word from the Lord. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Write your plans down. Get yourself around people who are doing more than you are and use the resources that are already available to you. I know it's not, it's not deep. You're not going to have to have a degree in theology to break that down, but these are simple things you can do to get moving because we have a task to do and nobody in Overland Missions has a small task. There is nobody that's expendable. We all have a part and it's all a big part because this gospel of the kingdom must be preached and we need you to do your part effectively because you can, because the spirit of God is living on the inside of you. So go and do it. We trust you. We believe in you and we're here if you need anything else. Go do the work of the ministry. Thanks for listening. Join us again right here for Coffee and the Overland Voice.